It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. Lake Forest wins the Jarrett Birmingham Bowl. And your biggest heartbreaks. Jim Grobe is the coach of the year. Riley Skinner is the rookie of the year. And the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest are the Atlantic Coast Conference champions. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The Smoke in Miami. Touchdown, Wake Forest. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. I wanted to find a soundbite of Wes Bryant so badly. Wes, when I tell you that I looked for playing days Wes Bryant, any interview out there whatsoever, it's not like I put you know, hours of research into it. Uh-huh. But I looked for a good, like, hour or so trying I to find something. It. And I know you did. They didn't put me on the mic off because <laughs> they knew they were going to get all of the candor that you get now on the radio. That's so right. I was a guy, they were like, we're not going to put him Jim in Grobe front said of a no, sir. Yeah, we're not doing that, man. Too much uh, off the field. And uh. he's like, nah, this guy's get, uh, liable to say anything if mm-hmm. I put him in front of this MIC. But I'm in front of the MIC now, yeah, okay? Now you're on the and I get to say whatever I want, but we're going to talk about the Wake Forest. Demon Deacon. I'm sorry, Colin is shaking his head over there speaking for the station, but you can say a lot of what you want now. I don't know if we'll say whatever you want. Coming into this season, so Wake Forest, when we talk about their recent successes and failures and just how the program has been, uh, you're talking about a program that's won eight games in a season and ten times in the 115-year history of the program, but four of the 10 eight-win seasons have come under Dave Carlson, so he's got 40% of those to be exact. They've been to seven straight bowl games, which is a new school record, and Dave Carlson is pretty good in said bowl games. He's got five bowl victories, the most in Wake Forest history. Now he's tied for fifth in the ACC history, four postseason wins, and overall, the Demon Deacons are 11-6 and six in bowl games, but uh, since the start of the 2016 season, Wake Forest is tied for the second most wins in the ACC, not counting the COVID-shortened 2020 season. And additionally, they have the second most wins in a single five-year period. And the last thing I'll hit you with, Walker Mail, Clemson and Wake Forest are the only football programs to rank inside of the top four in win totals over a two-year, three-year, four-year five-year, six-year, and seven-year period, respectfully, okay? Respectfully, respect the Demon Deacons. (laughs) Well, no, I I think you can't help it if you go back and look at what they've done since 2016. That was Dave Clawson's third year. I want to go back further to set us up for the recent success here, Wes, because you played for the guy that had them get to the ACC championship and win it in 2006. I was looking at those highlights, by the way. Okay. Better, let's just say lowlights. That game was absolutely (laughs) atrocious. Yeah, it was. I was at that game in person. It was brutal. Mm -hmm. I could not find it. Yeah, and it was not. I think, was that... I don't know who was on the call. It might have was it Nestler? Yeah, the they were. Yeah, so Nestler was on the call for that, Trying and he best. was not excited about <laughs> the end of that game. He did not give me an emphatic call. But I did want to go with Grow because in '06, after the ACC championship, 11 and three that year, nine and four, eight and five. You have one bowl eligible season. You don't have another winning season until you get to Dave Clawson's third year, man. Jim Grobe gets the axe after 2013, going four and eight. And so this was a guy. 
Is it fair to say he's iconic with Wake Forest? Is that too much? Oh, no question about so, it. You bring an ACC football championship to Wake Forest, you are cemented. So I thought so. And they had to make the difficult decision after losing season after losing season after losing season to finally move on for Clawson, 3-9 and nine his first two years. And then, you're totally right, Wes. I mean, Wake Forest has been one of the better football programs within the conference that you can absolutely set your watch to, that they are going to win at least seven games. They are going to get to a bowl game. More likely than not, they are going to win said bowl game. They're four and two in the six bowl games that they've been to under Dave Clawson. And it's just one of the better coaching jobs, in my opinion, in the entire country, to be honest with you, as far as just somebody that has stayed at their school. Now, if you want to get into some of the nuance that, well, if they do, if a coach does such a good job after your first three years, then somebody's going to come get you and coach at a bigger squad. But that hasn't happened with Dave Clawson. And it doesn't matter, Wes. You've got defensive talent. Mostly it's been for the offense. You've had very good quarterback play. Notre Dame wanted your guy last year in Sam Hartman. Georgia wanted your other guy in Jamie Newman. The Rams wanted John Walford. <laughs> Everybody wants a QB that y'all got playing for y'all and that's why I have zero problem saying yeah, Mitch Griffiths is just going to pick up where he left off because we have precedent. Wake Forest has earned the benefit of the doubt that they are going to have a winning season every single year they step onto the football field and it all starts with Dave Clawson taking over and having a great year ever since 2016 concluded. Yeah, no doubt about And so when you look at it, it has been great quarterback play and just the fact that he's kept continuity there. Uh, A few coaches have come in and out of the program since he's been there, but this is a guy that likes where he's at. He was known as a guy as a fixer. He came from Bowling Green. They said that was the reputation that he had. And to be frank, Wake Forest is looked at by a lot of people as a stepping stone program. Uh, You would think that a guy that comes in automatically – once they start winning, you think, uh-oh, the countdown is on before they go somewhere else. Coach Grove was the same way. I remember the Michigans, the Nebraskas, all of them came after him. He stayed where he is because for coaches, I think one thing they like about Wake Forest, and I think Carlton's probably the same, even though he doesn't get content, they like the security of coaching at Wake Forest. If you get the Deeks to a bowl, that buys you a lot of time, whereas in a lot of programs, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, Eight wins is cool, but not good enough. And I think that's the dilemma you face as a coach that's coming from a school like a Wake Forest. It's, can I go here and eight wins is enough? Well, you step up and and you leave Wake Forest and you go to an Auburn. And it's like, all right, you win eight games in the first season. Oh, yeah, coach, we love you. But then the next season, that eight wins don't look so high, eight or nine wins. And they'll get you out of there if you're not getting them to that double-digit plateau winning championships. And at Wake Forest, you will be a guy that can be there as long as you want to be, as long as you're winning games. And when you look at Coach Grove, I mean, how many winning seasons or losing seasons, should I say, did he put up before – he was fired. He goes five and seven, three and nine, six and seven, five and seven, four and eight before they let him go. So that was five straight yeah. losing seasons yeah. before they decided to get rid of Coach Grobe. So I think winning buys you a ton of cachet more than it gets you at any other school. But Coach Carson has come in and done a spectacular job. We saw the CBS Sports uh, ACC coach ratings that had him second in the conference. And I just gave you the stat again to let you know uh, why he could be hailed, not necessarily in the same breath as a Dabo Sweeney, but a guy that you can throw right in there number two. And I'll say it again. Clemson and Wake Forest are the only football programs to rank inside of the top four and win totals over a two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year, six-year and seven-year period. So he's done a splendid job. 
at Wake Forest. So we have all this love for Dave Clawson, and I think he's one of the guys that everybody wants to point to and say he's the most underrated. And it gets to a point where if everybody is saying you're the most underrated, you're just not anymore. I mean, I think people respect what Dave Clawson has done at Wake Forest now, right? I think he gets a, an appropriate amount of respect. Can I tell you who is more underrated? Wes, can you tell me why nobody talks about Warren Ruggiero? Uh, we talk about so many different offensive coordinators within the ACC that come and go, and then even talk about some of those head coaches that came from a coordinator position. Manny Diaz comes to mind, but of course, it doesn't work out at Miami. It's happened a couple of times. Man, this guy has been with Dave Clawson every step of the way. And if you look at the last six seasons, this offense has been as good as really any other conference or any other school that you can point to in the conference for at least a six, five year period. It doesn't matter what quarterback. I've already gone over that point time and time Mm -hmm. again. And yet when you talk about some of the finalists, some of the nominations that he's received, he got one. He was a Broyles Award finalist in 2021. And that's about it. it, When we look, we do the whole, oh, he's the most disrespected. No, that guy's most. I think I'm looking at him, man. Like, I really do think it's Warren Ruggiero because you can go to any other place. You can go to any other place. They're going to get a job somewhere else. The head coach, different coordinator. We're going to be singing their praises. But we really only – we stop at head coach and quarterback at Wake Forest. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm not paying attention. Maybe it's deep within the heart of Winston-Salem that they're talking more about Ruggiero. But I'm here to break that open, man. I'm here to say, no, we need to start talking about him a lot more now going into his 10th season as one of the best OCs in the country. Yeah, and you talk about it, too. They finished the 2022 season averaging 36 points a game, six consecutive seasons of averaging 30 or more points longest active streak and fourth longest in ACC history and this offense too the way they get it done to Walker is very unorthodox when you talk about that offense where they hang in there and put that ball in that running back's gut and hang on to that mesh until the very last second and you don't know what they're going to do and a lot of teams they look at it as an easy uh, uh, offense to stop until you have to play against it because it keeps the defense so uh, you have to be so disciplined playing against a, uh, a a unit like this that does what they do to linebackers. You got to sit there. You don't know if that back's going to come popping out of there with that football or you don't know if the quarterback is going to take it out of his gut and find the guy down the field. They've built it phenomenally when you talk about the wide receivers that they've had on the outside that have made some of the big plays. You pick one, whether you talk about A.T. Perry, they could soon be terrorizing the Panthers. I mean, did I say that? Um, maybe. Well, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. At least he did in Wake Forest. Yeah, you're talking about Ja'Cory Rob, Roberson, and they've had a lot of guys that have been among the ACC leaders uh, in receiving, but it's a very unorthodox unit. The only knock I have against it is that when you talk about when they play teams that have NFL caliber front fours, a la the Clemson Tigers. Now, this was the first season where we weren't sitting there saying, are we going to be able to score at all? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to get a cheap one late? They actually put points on Clemson this year, but when you talk about about Wake. The only thing I would say about that offense is that when they do play against some of the teams that have the NFL caliber front force and that can stop that run and, and, and eliminate that with four guys, the offense tends to bog down a little bit more. But other than that, man, they light people up. Well, and, and my question is, is that different from other schools of Wake Forest stature that goes against some of those NFL caliber front fours? Mm-hmm. Because I would venture to say probably not. When mm-hmm. you're going up against a Clemson, you're going to have 
ridiculous playmakers all across the board. Clemson has become a powerhouse. No, no, they didn't used to be, and that's why it's clear that Dabo is the best coach in the ACC. But you're doing a pretty good job at Wake, and I don't think there's any doubt about that. And that's why you even bring up the wide receivers in A.T. Perry. It doesn't matter who you have there. You can just go to a what? When, when was Campanero there? I mean, was he there at the beginning? You've had some guys that have at least shown a little something. Campanero with was with the end of Grove, if okay. I'm not mistaken. But then you bring in a Surratt yes. from a few years back, yes. and then that turns into an A.T. Perry. And I think what's interesting is – these guys oh, aren't Scotty Washington can't forget him too. Yeah, these guys aren't getting tons of NFL looks. You know, even a Surratt who was thinking about leaving early but hasn't really. You know, it he got yeah. He made a little bit of a rough decision, but Scotty yeah. uh, Scotty Washington, I believe, is still on the Bengals' uh, practice squad. And then uh, At Perry was a late round pick. I thought he should have gone. Much all right, higher. so seven oh four is giving us all caps um, on the text line, and no, I don't talk about him lying. He's literally giving us capital <laughs> letters. He said, "Wake Forest, it's the best football program in the state of North Carolina." No lies. Tells no lies. So, I just gave you the numbers and the and the data. So no, I, I know I got uh, you know our Tar Heel Homer back at the Planet Kia Studios hitting the buzzer yeah. because North they Carolina hadn't won an ACC football championship since 1980. But so, go ahead. No, this is I don't how I don't know how you argue it. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, I guess North Carolina beats Wake Forest sometimes. You know, I mean, I they do. As far as as far as a. 2016, <laughs> 2016 starting point. If you just go back to recent history, Wake has to be that team. And, and NC State, NC State's the one. I can't. Yeah, I mean, NC State might be the one. It'd have to be between those two that you're pointing to. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I just gave you the facts and data on the wins. It's Clemson and Wake, and then you talk about the bowl game success. But yes, the Tar Heels do have uh, Wake's number. But in the overall scheme of things, as far as just who's been uh, winning the most, it's been Wake Forest. All right. So as we start to look ahead for this Wake Forest team, this entire week, we have so much more Demon Deacon content mm-hmm. coming your way. Is North Carolina a game that you circle this year, even without a Sam Hartman? Maybe the expectations aren't as big as they were last year. I know you always have North Carolina circled because you're not the biggest fan of the world. You've told mm-hmm. us a time or two. Yeah. But because of Wake Forest not being able to beat the Tar Heels, even mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a shootout. It doesn't matter if you put 50 points on the board. Sam Howell's going to put up 58. Yeah. Is that one that, all right, Wake Forest fans are kind of tired of losing. We need to win this one. There's no question in football. There's no one that Wake Forest's fan base hates more than the North Carolina Tar Heels. They get up for it. I remember when we played them and beat them. Yep. That they put extra seats in for that game. It's just, it's just, it's just a big one. And for the fans out there, I might just take some time out of my day and make an old West Bryant highlight reel just to throw it up for Team Week. I, I just might do that. I would everybody. love it. Did you, did you throw some Tar Heel edge rushers down to the ground? I had a pretty good game against Wake. I mean, against uh, North Carolina. They did. Um, they had. I mean, Carolina always has good players. Yeah, but who who would have been on that team? Um, are we, are I, they didn't have to... any headliners. Yeah. I, I feel like when we when we played against them, but Carolina always has solid players. See, I gave them a compliment. Yeah, you did. Yeah, good for you. All right. <laughs>